That's good. It's <laughs> <laughs> so hard. Savage. Only because he had a hat on and it was all flat. To be fair. Fine, I'm it back on. If he had like, if he had a non-hat hair and it looked terrible, I wouldn't tell him because that'd be mean. <laughs> it was like obviously hat hair, so it's fine yeah. to make fun of, isn't it? <laughs> I think. Is it? It looks terrible before we put the hat on this one. Part of the reason I put the hat on, to be fair. <laughs> I think it definitely looks worse now. Yeah, for I think sure. because you wear your hat there, because now it looks really bad. I think this is the worst. That looks great. Looks I like your hat bit's falling out. I can't deal with this meanness. <laughs> <laughs> I think they like obviously joke meanness when it's not actually yeah, yeah. his hair. Mm. It is my hair. Whose hair is it? Come on, let's record this. Okay, are we recording? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so from now. Hello and welcome to her. Hello <laughs> and welcome to the hybrid podcast. Today we have a very special episode. We're going to go through um, what our new program, Legacy, is all about, how it differs to the way we've run our programming uh, with our online group before, um, the sort of like basic structure of the group. We'll try and get into some actual like uh, details of it as well so that even if you don't jump on board um, and you're a massive cheapskate you can pull out loads of useful stuff to mm -hmm. apply to your own trading as well. Yeah we'll go through the overview of what all the trading looks like and really the idea behind why we started it mm. and how you can apply that even if you don't want to do it. Yeah and just why it's a little bit more like sort of true to why we started hybrid in mm. the first place really as well. Yeah definitely. Yeah. Uh, which is a big part of the reason we changed things. But Fact. first... A fact of the day, which has taken us about an hour to decide what the current the fact should be today. Amy did provide a very, very good one. It is one week till Christmas. Uh, that's my favourite fact. That's a good fact. <laughs> I wish it was always one week till Christmas. No, because then it'd never be Christmas. Yeah, but like the build-up's the best <laughs> I'd, I'd much prefer the build-up to actually. Like Christmas is obviously great, but the build-up is loads of excellent days. Two days before Christmas would be better than one week before Christmas, though. For it to perpetually, if like Groundhog Day mm. could be a day, two yeah, days before not. Christmas, because then you've probably finished work, you don't have anything to do That's apart true. from Christmassy stuff. Whereas That's a week true. before, you're still probably like tying bits up, aren't you? There is one bloke who does Christmas every day and has them for the last seventy years. Oh he God. must be so skinned. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I'd love to be his mates though. <laughs> okay, so fact of the day. Fact of the day. So I think you do know half of this. Um, a black panther is not its own species. It is the umbrella term for any uh, big cat with a black coat. Mm -hmm. But did you know that they still have spots? They do still have spots. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's really, they're really hard to see. When the light hits them properly, you can still, you can see like distinct spots on a black coat. It looks very, very cool. Oh, wow. Only two species that it can apply to there. Uh, well, the only two species that have a melanistic variation that um, turns in black. Is that a jaguar and a leopard? Jaguar and a leopard. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They look way more badass being black, though, don't they? They, they look so cool, black. Really yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but I had no idea that they had. Um, they still they had, had spots. spots. Yeah, they can be like fairly obvious in the yeah. south as well. Mm. Yeah, we saw one in South Africa well, at the, a rescue centre. Really? Yeah, a leopard. Here's it a looks so cool. Oh yeah, he's got quite clear spots. Mm. Mm. It has to. The light has to hit them. In a I feel specific way. like we used that in one of our early podcasts. Uh, we didn't use. Oh, maybe we did use the. Um, I think maybe we used. The, I feel like um, a, the about the Black Panther being 
Yeah, I think, I, yeah. I think we, we haven't, haven't spoken about the spots though. The spots was the main part of the... Ah, I see. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying, there's two parts and you definitely know the first new, part. Yeah, yeah, new yeah. part of the fact. Mm. <laughs> yeah, they're so cool, aren't they? They are so cool. <laughs> but like, you get a picture of them, they just look so black. Like that. Still got spots on it somewhere. Mm. <laughs> but it's meant to win it. Yeah, can't see any spots on there. Nope. Fully black, that panther. Was that a leopard or a jaguar, do you reckon? That was a jaguar. I think it might have been. Yes! Jaguars are... I think they have the second strongest bite of the cat, even though they're not like the biggest. Really? Ooh. I think it's tiger then. Tiger's what the... Tiger then jaguar then lion, I think. Like the strongest bite. Lion's are the hardest? No, I think tiger does. Oh, really? Mm -hmm. like, that's why jaguars can um, kill caimans and stuff, can't they? What caimans? They're like a species of crocodile. Oh, really? <clears throat> Jaguars actively hunt them in the water. They're so fucking cool. <laughs> They're pretty badass animals, yeah. really, aren't they? They literally like stalk them, jump underwater, grab them by the back of the skull, crush their skull with oh. one bite and drag them out. Did you know there is a... Nails. <laughs> a jag lion is a thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's, a, that's big, isn't it? Yeah. A jag, jag lion or a jaggy one. A jaguar. Jaguar sounds much better. A jag lion is the offspring of a male jaguar and a female lion. <laughs> Can they occur naturally? Or is that like Some, artificial just, insemination? Yeah, they're, they're, no, they're, no they're, they're like, well, I don't know how, how they're bred, but then they're, they're, the offspring are... Um, sterile. Well, sometimes sterile. I think a jag, a, a tigon, yeah. um, can end up being a lie tigon. So we can go another generation down. Oh, really? Or a tie tigon or something like that. But then they're sterile. Don't they have issues like breeding them? Like, because there's because I think I heard some some combination of the lion and tiger. They like it's like really like they get too muscular mm. and crush their organs or something. Yeah, they get they get really big. Yeah. Cool though. Yeah. That's a load of facts for people. It is. Yeah. Um, we're not, none of those are particularly well verified, so if we're wrong, <laughs> uh, and all you have any cool facts about big cats, please send them in. Or what? dinosaurs, or anything. It's just any facts. We do have some uh, some fan-generated facts, actually, to should go we, through. Should we do them on the next, next podcast? Next, next podcast? i got one more fact. Yeah, one more fact. Us, I love us, a fact. Okay. What facts. fact did we just have that I got really excited about? Um... Ah, oh, this one. This is a good one. So this has come from... <laughs> Jack Fraser. Um, the name Velociraptor mm. comes from Latin words velox, meaning swift or speedy, and raptor, meaning robber or thief. That's Strong very fact. good. That's very good. That reminds That's... me of one of our most popular podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> I imitated a Velociraptor for about 20 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> We're and when I say that. most popular, <laughs> I mean my favourite. <laughs> Speaking of dinosaurs, in the American... Um, Natural History Museum there was an unbelievable T-Rex exhibit That's it was cool. so so cool went through the um, the evolution of um, Tyrannosaurus and so like obviously there's different species of Tyrannosaur mm -hmm. um, and then Rex was like the the king well the most well adapted to just like fucking shit up yeah Rex, is Rex king? In it does yeah oh yeah. is it? yeah, yeah. yeah. Another great knowledge thing. yeah Rex means king. Yeah, it's the king, king of the tyrannosaurs. Oh, <laughs> that's a good fact. Mm. 
Dinosaurs are so cool. Yeah. <laughs> Greg Slater is so wrong. So yeah, that was a yeah. ridiculous thing to say. What was he all about? Right then. Should we have some good facts then? Yeah. I love um, animal facts. Animal facts, I think, are the best. Space I'm facts really and sad animal that, um, facts. That was my favourite. Seven World from Planet finished. Oh, what I was the last episode on? Africa. I've not watched that yet. Oh, I'm only one good. deep in that. I've got a bit of catching up to do. Yeah. Oh, so exciting. <laughs> Shocking. Do yeah, you hate fun. David Attenborough? <laughs> yeah, hey. It's it. on at like, the perfect time as well, because it's like, you can watch it live. Yeah. Well, I've, missed, I've missed it now. <laughs> I know, but like, it's Sunday evening at like six o'clock. Unbelievable time, because you can watch it and go to bed. <laughs> you know, Not like his Dark Materials, which is excellent, but on at nine o'clock. Yeah, eight on o'clock. A, is it nine, isn't it? Eight. Can we check the TV guide? Eight o'clock. It's still too late. It's too late. <laughs> <laughs> it's the most ridiculous thing that it's eight o'clock and it's too late. Well, that's the hour that I need to be screen free for before bed. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I can't remember the last time I watched some live TV. <laughs> it's so, it's weird, so much better though. I actually what? really enjoy watching it yeah. live. It is, it is nice watching it live. Mm. Are you up to date with his dark materials? Yeah, I watched the last episode. So good, in yesterday, it? I think. Yeah, it's class. The last episode was so sick. Mm-hmm. I really like the way that they've. Um, They've taken like they've interspersed book one and two. Mm. They've like shown World's Journey alongside Lyra's. Yeah, it's really really cool. It's very very good. It does set up the ne- next season really really well. I re- really hope they produce it. Yeah, they definitely will. I think. Hopefully. Um, let us know your thoughts on his dark materials as well. I'm reading book two actually at the moment. Uh, the book of dust too. Should we do a Absolutely hybrid class. book club podcast? We do and add to our list of things <laughs> that we have to do. <laughs> Um, the book of dust too is quality. Oh, I just started it. The Secret Commonwealth. Yeah, it's Amy so bought me the hardback, and I forgot how awkward reading a hard yeah. hardback is. Yeah, it's so hard, isn't it? Mm. It's huge. It's like ma- it's so massive. No, the, the actual the soft the, the paperbacks are massive as well. Yeah, it? I know. But I didn't get it when we went on holiday, so I just thought it was huge. Mm. Do you yeah. ever get it where you read the book, your arms get tired from holding it? <laughs> yeah. Oh God. <laughs> no, because if I read a solid book. I don't know what you guys call books now, because I assume <laughs> people read them on Kindles. But like, I have to alternate sides, so I'll read the one page line on my side. I don't know why, I, do, I keep like changing position to demonstrate. But I'll like, lie on my left side to read the page on the right-hand side of the book, and then turn oh my God. onto my right-hand side to read the left So side. much neat reading a book for you. Well, yeah, it's better than... <laughs> I mean, that's how I didn't get too fat while I was a teenager, because yeah. all I did was yeah. read, and read and toss and turn constantly. <laughs> um, right, well, we've done our typical little uh, waffle, yep. which people often say is their favourite part of the podcast. Yeah, we are. Who said that? We <laughs> no, the same people who really love me being a velociraptor for 20 minutes. I have distinct <laughs> recognitions of people saying that's their least favourite part. <laughs> Can you imagine that? No, surely not. Honestly. Who said that to you? Um, and call them out. One of my one of my clients at the bar said, um, it was really good, but you spent 20 minutes talking about nothing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that happens. Sometimes. If you if you want to skip we've, this, we've got generally to it's 10 the, to 15 minutes. We definitely it? need to start putting timestamps on it for people, I think, don't we? Yeah. This is the best part. This is where all the big. This is where all the. Well, we definitely are. aren't going to stop doing it because otherwise we wouldn't enjoy it, yeah, and exactly. then they wouldn't have anything to listen yeah. to. Yeah, so, be yeah. grateful that you're getting something. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be ungrateful. Even if you have no idea what it's about, <laughs> or doesn't quite make sense because we're doing stuff. Yeah, here. you can all just use the timestamp to skip ahead, and then when you see us, just be like, 
Uh, the beginning bit is so funny, and we'll be like, yeah, we know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a nice little ego stroke. You just tell us. Yeah. All right, so legacy. <clears throat> what, um, first of all, I suppose, why have we changed it? What have we changed the online platform from and to? Uh, so, what we've done up till now, I suppose, like fairly simply, um, has just been a monthly rolling program. Mm-hmm. So, similar to lots of other online coaching programs. Uh, the program just updates every month. Um, I think what we've done differently to others, we've always had some sort of element of like bodyweight skill in there. Um, tried to make sure that any condition stuff is actually sensible, which we'll get mm-hmm. onto in a little bit because I think that is one of the elements that is done most poorly in most programs, not just other online programs, but most programs I see. is like really poorly programmed conditioning work. Mm-hmm. Um, and using some sort of like strength progression that actually gets people stronger and includes a decent amount of volume to sort of um, build some muscle mass as well. Yeah. Provides a sufficient amount of stimulus for overload, but not too much that you um, have to go to hell and back on every workout. Yeah, you wouldn't <laughs> want to go to hell literally you would, no. every workout, would you? No. It'd be nice to come back every time. <laughs> That's true. That's true. It's easy. Show you how terrible training is yeah. and then... Come on, yeah. come back. Just, just, that's just, all You'll feel great a few hours later. Yeah. That's um, a great way to train, to go to hell and back. Yeah. So, not really. We The reason we changed from uh, like a monthly on rolling um, programming to sort of like having three months of uh, programming up front is because we sort of want um, just going month to month is not really, you want to have a bigger time commitment. Um, yeah. and, and three months is like a really solid amount of time to make some really, really excellent um, like changes, really, um, yeah. b- both um, in terms of like skill progression and um, more muscle uh, and an improved cardiovascular um, efficiency as well. So like it just... Um, I think like one of the things we saw as well with some of our like clients who had been on the program for like coming up to a year... Mm-hmm. Um, and had like really stuck to the program pretty much as we wrote it every time um, is the fact that when you do a monthly program, you sort of have to program that month as a one-off event. Because mm-hmm. um, like while a lot of our clients obviously stick around month to month, we also have clients coming in at a set point like, and that's their first exposure to it. So mm-hmm. it has to be a decent month of training in and of itself. Mm-hmm. So you couldn't build... You couldn't spend the time that we wanted to build, spend sometimes just building a really, really solid base mm-hmm. and progressing it over like a long enough time that the progression doesn't end up beating you up. So some of our clients like not necessarily end up getting injured and stuff, but like um, I think it was like Ed Harvey said he mm. he um, <clears throat> just felt like he'd sort of stagnated a little bit in terms of progress because he had such superb progress stuck to the program like so rigid, so well that almost those months end up like you, you just need a little bit more of a deload sometimes and a more like a long-term plan. You won't carry on getting progression month to month throughout your whole training. Yeah. yeah. And when a, you, sorry. Oh, sorry, mate. Um, I was just going to say, as, as well as that, it's um, obviously when, when you first start training, you can progress lots of different things at the same at the same time. But where, like where Ed had got to, he was then trying to sort of progress everything still a lot. So like... The amount of volume he was putting into like his accessory work on lower body yeah. was probably too much considering hit like uh, his main goal is to get better at running. Um, so we had a chat and basically said like 
if your priority is to get better at running, probably prioritize, like prioritize those sessions and then potentially drop the volume a little bit on the other things or like don't worry about if, if your accessory stuff is like between eight and 12 reps. Don't necessarily think that you have to increase the number of reps or increase the weight every single week. Like staying yeah. where you are on that is absolutely fine if you're progressing in another area. Um, because like, like we've spoken about before, if you're, <clears throat> it's to actually progress stuff, you actually have to put quite a lot of volume into doing that, particularly if you're already at quite a good level. Whereas maintaining is so much easier. Mm -hmm. So when you start to get to like a, like a decent level on lots of things, you probably do have to start like looking at one thing and prioritizing that a little bit more and being a little bit less festive. Other stuff is just staying where it is. And that's where you just need to be sort of, I guess a little bit smarter with, with training really, isn't it? Just like knowing that and knowing your body. Mm -hmm. And just know, knowing how much you can recover from in a week. Yeah, so hard to know, though, isn't it? How much you can actually recover from. Yeah. It's like to actually put. Um... <clears throat> well, that's the other thing, obviously. Like, if we had people coming in at a set point and we're writing a program that is trying to provide a really solid dose of volume for people who've been mm. like accustomed to our programming for six months already yeah. and do need a sufficient, like, a really solid dose of volume to, to carry on making progress, and someone coming in who probably has done very different programming up to that point and could probably like half the volume and, mm -hmm. and get like a solid dose for them um yeah it's really hard to know and it obviously changes by individual as well yeah absolutely um yeah just ju just knowing how much volume you need is is a <clears throat> you could spend your whole lifting well dog training career trying to work out what you can actually do and recover from um and still not really know the exact answer and so only have ranges of answers based upon like how you've been sleeping, how you've been eating, all that sort of stuff as well, and like yeah. the level of stress and stuff. It's so like I say, it's so hard because there's so many like different variables that come into it. Mm -hmm. um, some of them you like know about. You know, if you have a shit night's sleep, like training the next day is going to be like quite hard, and you should probably go a little bit light, like a little bit lighter. But like, just like stress levels, mm -hmm. so hard to measure. Like how like how stressed you were one week compared to another. And like obviously, if it's like a massive, massive difference, then it's like it's a bit more obvious. But when it's like little bits of stress here and there like how, how do you actually measure that yeah. and like the funny thing is like um if you just do, if you were to analyze how much you how much work you can do and recover from in terms of like uh sets per like just, if you just think about it in terms of like a bodybuilding routine it's the most easiest to think about really and you think about okay i need to do a certain amount of sets per body part per week and there'll be an amount there that's actually perfect for me but then that even changes based upon different muscle groups so like yeah. you might have like a really high resistance to fatigue in your quads, but terrible resistance to fatigue in your hamstrings. Mm -hmm. And like that's that is actually the case for me. Like if I do more than maybe twelve sets of like some sort of um, stretching hamstring movement a, a week, my hamstrings are beat up all the time. Whereas I could easily do like probably you know twenty five to thirty sets of quad um, like quad work a week. And, and you can really can just handle so much more volume. Um, so just try, try and find out what you can actually recover from is so, so hard. Um, and really the, the only thing you've really got is you take what you've done and then uh, let's say, let, let's just keep it really simple and do it in terms of like squatting. For example, you do like three sets of eight um, at a certain load. Let's just say you do three sets of eight at hundred kilos. If two days later you cannot repeat that same feat, then you are by definition not recovered from that, that exercise bout. And thus you may well have done more than you can actually recover from and repeat that same effort. And so obviously with training, what you want to be able to do is you want to 
do an amount of exercise and then over time repeat that and actually beat it and if you are constantly doing so much that you are not able to repeat or beat a previous session then you are not going to be doing um, you're not going to be able to simulate any adaptation from that session so like keeping an eye on how you're performing and if you're noticing that your performance is not improving or constantly <laughs> like going down a little bit then you are actually doing too much work yeah. um, so so whether you track your workouts like it's properly or, or whatever if you notice that your performance is not getting better then you could well be doing more volume than you need and likewise you could be doing less but i would say probably in most instances people don't do too little no most of the time that's not and the if, case and if they do I too think little probably not talk about it in a little bit as well but um i think like a problem uh something that most people do wrong and it's really hard to get right is they don't like polarize their training enough. They don't do enough hard, hard training, and then they don't do enough easy, easy training. Everything falls in like a middle ground generally mm. I think, when people train. Um, so they probably don't. It's easier to uh, think about that when you, in terms of like conditioning, mm -hmm. which, like we said, is one area that people get really wrong. I, I, we'll leave it to go over properly in a second, but like people always train the middle ground of conditioning. Yeah, maybe we should dive into that now to be fair. Yeah, mm. go for it. Uh, okay, cool. Do you not think? Uh, well, I was going to go through. Um, yeah, let's dive into it now. <laughs> <laughs> isn't the, isn't the saying something like "mediums only good for this, a t-shirt"? Um, yeah, this is <laughs> really? a yeah. quote uh, from Aaron Davis of Davis Training on Instagram, who has a very large head. He's going <laughs> to audition to be Lutz in the new series of um, Lord of the Rings. Oh, Lutz. I, new series of Lord of the Rings on Amazon. Amazon got the right to a new Lord of the Rings TV series. Yeah. What? It's yeah. going to be incredible. I can't wait. So it's going to be so good. But they need um, what are they, they need odd-looking people <laughs> to audition to be orcs in the TV series. That's hilarious. What um what's it going to cover? Uh, I think it's going to be set before, like during the summer world potentially. So it's a new story. Yeah. Oh, that's so exciting. Well, like Tolkien. The, so what's amazing about the Lord of the Rings or Middle Earth is that Tolkien didn't just write like the Lord of the Rings before he wrote any of the stories he like invented a world with its own histories and like wrote five different fucking languages and it's incredible what he did so he's got like a whole world there's like as many <laughs> stories to tell about Middle Earth as there are like human history like he he built a world it's just like insane the depth of the world he built oh my god so there's no like idea. an infinite amount of stories they could rip out of Middle Earth like already written that's incredible. Quality. But anyway, Aaron shares my love of Lord of the Rings. He's actually started making some great memes. He Lord does. Of, Lord of the Rings yeah. memes. Has he? Yeah. He has. Uh, <laughs> he's very funny. He's really, he's funny. Um, one of our other friends called him out for making Lord of the Rings memes and said, are you an educator or a meme artist? <laughs> so he's updated his Instagram profile accordingly to meme artist. <laughs> but he's actually very clever with um, training stuff as well. But yeah, his I think he said uh, about people's conditioning um, that you should make your highs high, your lows low, and that medium only works in T-shirts. Yeah, medium's only good for T-shirts. For the most part, is very, very true. Like with conditioning, people always train that like middle ground of things feeling a bit hard yeah but very very rarely train like we we did a podcast on on it before but they very rarely train their actual like 
uh, like properly train their creatine phosphate system, that like five second all out power burst, mm-hmm. yeah. and then give themselves actually like a minute, two minutes to recover from five seconds of effort to repeat that. Um, and then they very rarely actually train their aerobic system as it should be trained for like upwards of 30 minutes, upwards of an hour, like mm-hmm. long sessions at really relatively low heart rate. That feels too easy like it feels until you're used to it like it's far too easy Mm -hmm. um most people who train probably can't do that by running because they can't run slow enough Mm -hmm. to keep their heart rate low enough and do it um so they probably almost certainly need to do something like a stationary bike to do it yeah um like a stationary bike's perfect right it's it's literally perfect like an air bike is too hard mm -hmm. to actually train your aerobic system for the vast majority of people like you've got to be big Mm -hmm. and heavy to get on an air bike and hold a pace that allows you to stay aerobic the whole time. Um, <clears throat> so otherwise, it's just the, the, the muscle contractions are just there's just way too much resistance on it. Mm-hmm. So like, like even a, for us, like I need to keep it at like sixty five RPM, mm-hmm. which is low, to mm-hmm. like not get any sort of quad pump. Or... But like sixty five RPM for half an hour, yeah, is hard, like too mm-hmm. hard. Yeah, you've got to use your arms a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So like something yeah, like um, like a stationary bike is probably the only thing that mm. is you can set easy enough and keep the effort like cyclical all the way through. Yeah, like if you think about if you think about all the cardio options that you've got for actually like like if if we just you're wanting to improve your aerobic capacity, so the amount that you can um, your efficiency of getting oxygen around your body is mm. essentially what you're trying to improve there, um, and. If you use a rower, you're probably not good enough at rowing for a yep. start. There's and a huge, form's... like huge technique. Yeah, component and your to form's going to gonna probably break down fairly quickly unless you're efficient at rowing. Yeah. Um, if you use a ski erg, uh, again, like the amount of spinal flexion that you're going to go through is quite is really really fatiguing. Yeah. Like just just it's it's, it's, it's... And also if you're a big guy. Um... Mm. It is still a weight. That's actually a weight bearing activity. So, yeah. like a row or a bike, you're you're standing up and weight bearing. Mm-hmm. So, there's a solid chance that your heart rate will spike quicker than on like a bike or something like that as well. Yeah, it's a really interesting point. Like, if if you are a bigger guy or you have more muscle hmm. than the average person, like cardiovascular work for you becomes loads loads more difficult, and it becomes loads more challenging to maintain a consistent heart rate. Um, for a long duration without having um, your body weight have a massive impact on that so like running you're going to you're going to have it's going to be really really hard for you to maintain a consistent heart rate without being fairly slow really and like being slow is absolutely fine because you're trying to improve the aerobic base anyway Um, skiing really hard rowing techniques really really tough and air bikes resistance is too high so like a stationary bike is just about perfect. Like you can literally do the definition of aerobic capacity work for the duration of thirty to sixty minutes or longer if you need to, um, with a heart rate that's fairly consistent. In one of the most easily, easy, skillful, easy to perform exercises you'll ever do. Yeah. Um, the skill, the skill element behind it is non non existent. Yeah, Let's get it wrong. Yeah. yeah, I mean, like you can you can get into like okay, so if you want a what bike, like you want to have a fairly even fifty fifty leg split and all that sort of stuff. And yeah, like it's definitely you can get um, a bit more specific with it. But really, you just get on a 
stationary shit bike at the gym and ride it for 45 minutes at an intensity that you can keep a heart rate of like 130-ish or to 140-ish, you're going to be getting all the aerobic adaptations that you need. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we obviously, in um, so in Legacy, there's obviously like a huge practical component now, which so underpins one of, one of the other the things we consider when we program it, of keeping things fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously it's actually potentially quite boring to just sit there for like an hour. So um, some of the things we like try and take into consideration that while it might not be completely optimal, there's, there's um, we program, especially during the beginning of Legacy, quite a lot of like flow workouts, mm-hmm. um, which program like ideally if you've got access to a spin bike where you'll do like, say 15 minutes on a spin bike, but every three minutes you'll be getting off and just doing like something quite easy, like a bit of mobility or a bit of filler that um, takes you about 30 seconds or so and then getting back on just to sort of break it up. And there's a lot of workouts that we use to try and like pull apart some of those principles. Like when you were talking about making sure there's enough volume in the program, that's really easy if you're writing a bodybuilding program mm-hmm. and all you're doing is writing three sets of eight. Great. Mm-hmm. Like really easy to quantify your volume. Um, and the same with like a conditioning program. If all you're doing is programming for someone who is really good at running, excellent. You can just write a conditioning program based off their heart rates if you wanted to, to improve their running. But when you're trying to program for someone who wants to be like a hybrid hero, like get a really good score in our testing system, you've got a um, program in a way that's actually quite enjoyable as well. That's mm-hmm. one of the things that's most different, I think, about our programming is that it's not only a slightly novel way of approaching a lot of the strength work in the way we program sets and reps, um, but it actually still adheres to a lot of those like base principles of like volume overload um and like the same condition same on the front of conditioning like uh building a really solid aerobic base before we go and do yeah. anything like intervals or well it, ha- it has to doesn't it like yeah if any program doesn't adhere to those basic principles it is bad it's, probably, it's a bad program it's really yeah. really poor and i think like a lot of the times when you look at people's look at um programming of people trying to combine lots of different modalities of exercise they it is quite poor. Like it's just hard work for the sake of hard work. Yeah. And it, you sort of like have this, this this badge of honor just for trying hard. And like, yeah, try hard, by all means. But just because your heart rate is really high when you're squatting, that isn't actually that good an idea. Like, no. like for the for for the in purposes of improving your squat and or improving hypertrophy in your quads and glutes, um, and getting stronger. And like, uh, if you think about like um. Even from like a bone mineral density point of view, you need to overload your bones if you want them to to to, to, to increase in density. And if you're constantly going into a squat under a bit of fatigue, you're not going to be loading your skeletal system like you otherwise could be, and thus you're not going to be getting creating that overload for your joints. Um, so if you're always going into like a squat, having done loads of other bits, it's going to be worse for your from 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 a standpoint of hypertrophy because mechanical tension through the joint is lowered and it's going to be worse from a point of view of like actually improving all the positive like elongation of like um high quality joints for um like 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 making your joints better for so you can play with your grandkids when you're 70 years old um it's worse from that point of view as well Mm. so like it is really important that when you combine loads of different modalities of exercise um, like wanting to build a really good aerobic base, wanting to be as jacked as possible, wanting to be able to move in loads of different planes, play all the sports that you ever want to play, um, and also be able to do all this shit when you're 70 years old as well. 
you need to have a program. Not asking a lot. Yeah, <laughs> but you need to. Yeah. Have, it's so hard to combine all these things. Mm-hmm. So just working hard is missing the forest for the trees so badly. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it's just like what are you actually after? Are you going to the gym just to work hard, or are you going to get a specific <clears throat> adaptation? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's not that one is right or wrong. No. It's just that often people do want to improve yeah. and aren't, or they're doing it in a way that is completely unsustainable. Mm. Yeah. So I, I had quite a lot of fun when, I, when we sort of decided to change things a little bit um, and actually went back to like what we actually want to program for with hybrid um, and like what that actually boils down to in terms of physical qualities and then how you program for those physical qualities. Um, so like if I, if I just read it out, this is what I wrote for myself. This is my notes, my little diary. Uh, so we are training to be able to play all the games for as long as possible. Therefore there should be a focus on longevity and longevity is the outcome of enjoying the process and programming that biases for long-term health. This means from a technical point of view, training should be focused on building or maintaining lean body mass. So Mm -hmm. trying to add muscle, um, increasing cardiovascular health reducing and correcting injuries and from a practical point of view it means that we have to from a lean body mass we have to like have sufficient volume and overload to keep adding um new muscle tissue we have to have a focus on conditioning uh like good conditioning rarely working at maximal loads um and plenty of unilateral sort of joint friendly work as well thrown in and then the kicker is that all of that has to be programmed in a way that's actually fun and you mm-hmm. you want to do it all the time consistently, like day in, day out, week in, week out, month in, month out, like for the next 30, 40, 50 years. Yeah. Um, so the programming probably does need to be programmed like a little bit differently and feel a bit unique. Mm-hmm. So you're not just going to the gym doing three sets of 10. Yeah. Um, and that then obviously being hybrid and handstands being a huge part of it, body weight, skill, probably does and can play a, a big role in that but it's absolutely not essential like you don't need to do a handstand to have longevity no <clears throat> but having a those body weight skill goals makes the whole process of makes loading loading <laughs> makes program really hard but like <laughs> loading a joint um something that feels more fun yeah um but what we have done is we have taken away the uh body weight skill element as a essential component of the overall programming um and they are bolt on service like 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 you can add in um learn to handstand or learn to do um specific skills on top of um the overall program and it won't take away from it won't add much volume into the actual session it will just mainly add the skill which um the thing the funny thing is about learning to handstand is like it is not going to get you jacked at all um, so like it doesn't really add much volume in terms of like that you need to recover from but it's mentally quite challenging and like you have to have 10 minutes a day to add on to your overall training which is completely fine but it's not um, it was part of our overall programming and now we did we just we're separating that out a little bit so that we've got if you want to learn to handstand um, you can do some daily skill blocks of handstands on top of all the normal program should we go over a bit of how the program is actually structured then? Yeah, definitely. Over 12 weeks? Well, actually, before we go on from there, um, I reckon it'd be good if you mentioned what you said about rowers earlier. Why rowers end up having loads of heart attacks as a result of actually not doing enough aerobic work. Yeah. So <laughs> I um, I don't know if this is just like 
specific to rowers. I just know that it has happened. Like, so people who um, compete in like sports that are predominantly endurance based. Mm-hmm. Um, so they have like massive adaptations towards doing huge volumes of work, um, and they get. So this is this is why working hard for the sake of it is stupid. Um, so when we do good quality aerobic exercise, we get hypertrophy, like of the um, the heart. It like actually expands and mm-hmm. gets bigger, so we can pump a larger volume of blood around, which is an excellent adaptation. Uh, what we don't want to happen is if we work at too hard a heart rate, so our muscles are contracted to the point where they can't get any fresh blood into them, um, what the heart does is increase the like the blood pressure, the uh, like the strength at which each pump is sort of being pumped out um, to try and get like fresh blood into the muscles. But that only hypertrophies the wall of the, I think it's like the left ventricle. Uh, so it thickens the wall of the left ventricle, which actually makes the volume inside the left ventricle smaller. So it has to contract harder and harder to pump a smaller and smaller volume of blood over time. So it's one of the reasons why people who competed at very high levels of like endurance sports have to like really gradually taper down their activity. Um, otherwise, they can have heart attacks. It's crazy, isn't it? So do your aerobic work, kids. I actually don't know if, in terms of like really high level rowers, if that potentially happens anyway, because their heart has got so big that their heart rate, their like resting heart rate drops so low mm. that sometimes like there's almost not enough time for the heart to fill with blood because it's um, like the chamber's actually got so big, they're almost too healthy. <laughs> um, so I actually don't know if yeah. in terms of them, um, that's that's what's yeah. happening or the other way around. But in like most people like just training that stupid like zone three, zone four, middle zone of training, is, is a terrible idea because you're mm-hmm. not getting one of the main adaptations to aerobic training that we would like to get. It's like basically, not to not to bash cross, CrossFit, but it's basically like a CrossFit wad will kind of have you in that middle zone. Mm-hmm. You'll feel like you're working really hard. It'll be really hard, but you're not really going to make the adaptations aerobically that you want to make. Um, and also, like you're not really going to get much better any exercise you're practicing unless it's like a low enough intensity you can actually like keep the the technique of them good, which obviously in CrossFit a lot of the time they work people work too hard, mm-hmm. so technique goes out the window just to get through the reps. Yeah, and if you look at the people that often succeed in CrossFit or succeed at anything, um, people often take a snapshot of what their training looks like now. Yeah and assume that that's how to train for that quality and it's not and you look at like a lot of crossfit athletes or like high level athletes in general they might do less aerobic work now because they spent their childhood and their teenage years playing sport all of their time they're generally kids that were really really active and just went outside and played all the time mm-hmm. and that is shockingly enough an excellent way to train your aerobic system yeah. so it's probably why ali is a much better athlete than i am because you had a much more active childhood. Mm. You ran, you did like yeah, yeah. long distance running as a child. Like you didn't know you were doing loads of aerobic True. work. But like that's why you have a much better aerobic base than me now. And probably if we were going to program for each of us separately, you would have to do a much lower volume of aerobic work than I would mm. to, to actually like, I have to spend time building that base a little bit. Yeah, yeah, true. You get much more probably out of like, uh, completing higher intensity intervals and stuff like that than I would because mm. I can't maintain a, like a low enough heart rate. That's interesting to be fair. Yeah, mm. but it's, it's stuff like that that makes programming really hard because it's really easy to think of in a one-off 
case, but when you write in a group program yeah. that like considers all these <laughs> factors, makes yeah. it like it's really fun, but it it's really hard to tie it all together. Yeah, like it does give you a real appreciation of how hard it is to program for a group. Hmm. Um, but like it's so fun programming in a group. Like, yeah. look, we was we went running earlier, um, and we wanted to do some interval runs, interval parts of that, and like we ran to a hill. Um, and then did like five sets of intervals up the hill and then ran home and really probably should have like it was 5k to the to the hill and 5k back probably should have drove to the hill warmed up a little bit done the intervals drove home mm. if you're talking about specifically improving like like trying to train those qualities that you're trying to improve like speed uphill rather than getting a little bit of fatigue on the way there a little bit more fatigue on the way back yeah. um but we just wanted to run together and, and like that, chat and stuff, and yeah, it's like, yeah. and so and, and so you're, tra- you're you're balancing like, am I going to this like beautiful park to specifically to improve that quality that I want to improve, i.e., running faster? Um, or am I doing it because I want to go and play with my mates? And like, it's such a hard balance to to be like, no, I'm just doing it just, just for those improvements. <laughs> but, it's, but, yeah. so, but like, it's really hard to like, and so when you're programming for a group, you're like, okay, well, I want to make sure that the programming is adequate for everyone to make all the progress they want to make whilst having all the fun they want to have and being able to do it as part of a team because doing things in a group is what humans are evolved to do. If, um, yeah, if you were writing this program to be like completely optimal, I think it would look very different and I think it would be boring and no one would yeah. do it because it'd be really high volume. It'd be like so hard to do and like quite boring as well. Um, so finding the middle ground of taking all those like really important, like the physiological principles that lie behind why you program training the way you do, um, but tying them together with keeping it fun is like, that's like that, I guess, where like the art of like programming mm-hmm. is a little bit different to just the science of it. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, so should we go over legacy and why it's programmed the way it is? Just yeah. Like give people a bit of an outline of what it'll yeah, yeah. look like. So legacy volume one, because it might be a volume two. Let's, um, let's go through that a minute. <laughs> Will be. It's so cool, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Lots of volumes. <laughs> yeah. So um, legacy is going to be like our overarching program. She wanted, we wanted to like, Sounds a bit cheesy when you say it out loud. It's easier to write it than say it, but like sort of like help you help people like like write a training legacy because that's what, that is the whole point of what we want to do is for people who are doing hybrid to even if they don't carry on doing it like with us, take something from it and keep like when they're 70, 80, 90, they're the sick old dude on the beach in a speedo that like just <laughs> looks freaky. Yeah can like show up his grandkids at like volleyball or just like, just like, is that absolute freak that people are like, have you seen that dude? <laughs> um, not just for the sake of like making people like look good and feel good, but because of all the excellent benefits that has for your health, because mm-hmm. it makes you live longer. It makes you have more years of enjoyable, like high quality life. Lets you have like better relationships with everyone around you because you're oh. not like, relying on people to help you do like it lets you be like independent and healthy and happy for as long as possible mm-hmm. which is that's what that's what life's all about really absolutely and for us the way we know how to help people improve that quality of life is like by training yeah mm. through exercises so as trite as it sounds like that's what i want to do is just help as many people as possible be as healthy and happy for as long as possible yeah. and the way i think i can probably best do that is by 
trying to write fun programs. Yeah, like, do that. Well, that, that, that is it, isn't it? Like you have to exercise for the rest of your life if you want to be mm. as healthy as you can be. It's non-negotiable. Like yeah. it, it isn't something that you can just sort of like plug and play with when you need to get ready for a beach holiday. Like it's essential forever, no matter what. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like and like Tom said, some of the, like. Um, you'll often have like some short-term goals that help you stay like in love with the process of it because that's going to we're going to talk about like be such a huge part of it is just trying to stay in love with the process is like a huge huge part of staying motivated to train all the time um but that's why we call the program legacy because we want it to be a legacy for as many people as possible like we want our legacy to be a load of fucking sick jack 90 year olds (laughs) 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 which i think would be a pretty cool legacy to have like all in hybrid speedos. Yeah. <laughs> so. We get a high school reunion, we have a hybrid reunion every 10 years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's all training. So yeah. <laughs> go on and go through the, um, how the volumes are set up. Uh, so volume one is going to be where everyone from the 6th of January next year, no matter what uh, point you ever join up with hybrid in the future, you'll go back to legacy volume one. It's going to be sort of our like really solid base building program. So all of our current online clients are going to drop into like the legacy mm-hmm. banner as well. Um, and then each volume is going to be split into a prologue for testing week. You can tell I used to love fancy books. <laughs> uh, so you're going to have a prologue. Used to? Uh, still do. <laughs> Potentially more so now. Yeah, I think more so now. I feel like now your love is just growing. To, now that I found a way to combine my love of fancy, I really want to try and like write stories that go along it as well. I think I've got too much to do for now. Yeah. We're going to have a prologue, which is going to be our testing week. We'll go through in a bit. We've sort of tweaked um, the nonagons we had and the hybrid testing system to make it a little bit more uh, like applicable to everyone that does it and easy to carry out, which is a little bit complicated before. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to have five successive chapters, two week chapters of um, training. It's almost like a micro cycle, like mm-hmm. split down. Two weeks that like build on each other, um, slightly biased, like different qualities, and then a epilogue or a retest week where everyone will see how much uh, they've improved. It's class, isn't it? <laughs> so excited. <laughs> I can't wait to do it. Uh, so one of the biggest changes, we sort of talked about it already, like bodyweight skill has been taken out of the main like body of the programming. Um, and it's also been very controversially when I first suggested it to Tom and Ali, handstands and ring flow have been removed from the nonagon. So we have now <clears throat> got a hybrid heptagon. It's not a septagon, like I initially thought. It's a heptagon. Is it? Is it? Yeah. It, it is. I yeah. like checked because I wondered. Uh, mm. But yeah, the hybrid heptagon, HH, is fine. Yeah. 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 Um, and it gives you a score out of seven as well. Score out of seven. <laughs> so obviously. Don't, don't look at me. I'm just going through the streets. You do this to me all the time. <laughs> um, so we're going to test uh, seven different sort of qualities. We got our like our back squat, um, deadlift, bench. Very important. Bench is in, overhead presses out. Because uh, mainly because it's an easier lift to to progress constantly yeah. than a, like an overhead press. Overhead press is so yeah. depressing. Yeah. yeah. Oh great! I'm still pressing what I used to press five <laughs> yeah. years ago. Yeah. It's, it's so still hard. really hard. <laughs> and like your improvement might might be like one kilo. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? like overhead press is just yeah. brutal. Uh, so now squat. Deadlift, bench, everyone likes to bench as well. They mm-hmm. might deny it. Like, my bench is mm-hmm. crap, but I still love it. It's great exercise. <laughs> Benching is great. Um, then we also test our bodyweight push and pull. 
uh, aerobic fitness and anaerobic fitness, um, which pretty much covers like all the main bases. Like if if you are, if you're a level five athlete across all those bases, you you are sick yeah. at everything. You're pretty good you're athlete, like, aren't you? You're very good athlete. You're you're like the person that people pick first on like every team. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like get yeah. getting to that, I don't know that anyone will get level seven across the board. That would be very, very tough. Yeah. Be so tough. Mm-hmm. I think we've, we've made a lot of them um, a little bit harder to hit as well. Mm. I think some of them may be a little bit too easy to hit. Um, we've also changed the way we test, like squat, bench, deadlift isn't just going to find us a, a, like a one to three RM or whatever. Like a lot, a lot of programs will just be like, find us a rep max. Um, mainly because, like we said, we want to sort of avoid using huge, like really, really heavy loads all the time. So you just see too much form breakdown. Uh-huh. It's often on those like attempts that people are, like will miss a lift and hurt themselves. Um, so we've adapted a to test those three lifts. We've adapted a session from CrossFit. Uh, I think that was done as a back. It was just written as a back squat party initially, and we've slightly it adapted it. CrossFit was it? It was yeah, it was Rob was, Orlando. Yeah, but CrossFit strongman. Oh, is it? Yeah, yeah. Fair. <laughs> um, I was going to say it was a bloke's. It's a bit. It's a bit harsh, calling it. Just a he he would say it was a crossfit. Oh really? Session. Yeah, yeah. He, oh, fair. he started crossfit strongman. Fair. He's, he's cool. Yeah. Is he? Yeah. <laughs> um, but and we've tweaked that slightly. So um, it's in one of our email series. Actually, if you're signed up to the uh, free program, you'll get a, an example of it. But if you've got a pen and paper and you want to go through and see how you sort of stack up, you set up your party by getting so many plates that you annoy everyone around you <laughs> sorry uh and then you start at like 60 percent of whatever you estimate your one rep max to be um and then every minute on the minute you do two reps add in uh two and a half kilos each side every so every um minute until you can't do the two reps mm-hmm. and then whatever you hit for your last two rep uh score on the party is your your score so it's quite a nice way of like there's so much fatigue that's built up you're not going to be getting up to a 2rm yeah um but it's also quite a nice way of people who aren't as highly trained actually tend to go higher than they think they will because they you almost get a bit confused what weights on the bar as it goes <laughs> on because you're just like mm-hmm. you know doing it so quickly um so if you're someone who like isn't really really highly trained um and often find that your mental blocks it's actually quite a nice way yeah. of getting a higher score than you thought mm-hmm. you would um, and then all our ranking systems are based on whatever that is as a percentage of your body weight. Um, so if you want to perform that on your squat bench or deadlift and get where that ranks up on um, the hybrid hexagon uh, ranking system, then just give us a message and we'll, um, we'll so let you know how you rank up. So what's the aerobic test now? Uh, so ideally, the aerobic test is a 5K time trial one. Which is like so savage. Um, And lots of people don't like doing it, haven't done it. Like, especially people who come from like a, like a, uh, I say strength sport background. Like, for people who've done like CrossFit and stuff, probably only be doing like 400 meter runs and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And 5K, doing it fast just hurts for the whole time. (laughs) 20, 25, 30 minutes, wherever you are, it just sucks the whole time. It's a hard, hard pace, 20 minutes. Mm. But like, if you can run, I think everyone should run. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's that's another thing we've done with Legacy. Like, It is an introduction to running as yeah. well for people that um, haven't done a lot of it for, to begin with. Running is so excellent. <laughs> like, I think I, of... like, running for me is the biggest like evolution in my training in the last like two years. Uh-huh. 
I went from hating it to like I love running there. It's yeah. amazing, isn't it? Running and cycling. Cycling yeah. over the summer is just unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Cycling, cycling is. They're both. They're both just unbelievable. Yeah. Like they're so. I just love the the barrier to entry with running mm-hmm. is put some shoes on, yeah, go out yeah. the door, exactly. um, which I just like. I love so much that you can just mm-hmm. go yeah. and run. And it's it's just like we were saying earlier. Like, um, yeah, there's a lot of the bigger you are the less, the higher your heart rate's going to go when you run. So, like, it's harder to do heart rate stuff. But, like, when you do run, the reason most people hate running so much is because they just run way too hard, way too fat, like, way too quickly from the from the get-go. Yeah. And it's like, you if you haven't run before, like, 60 seconds on, 30, like, 60 seconds running fairly easily, 30 seconds walking is fantastic. Like, that's a great way to, 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 to run. And you might run at that forever. Yeah. But, like, you get to see so much more stuff than if you were to just walk. Yeah. And also, like, walking probably, unless you're walking uphill, like, you're probably not going to be able to walk fast enough to get to, to get your heart rate high enough for um, aerobic work in most cases. So just a, uh, running a little bit, um, over time, is going to give you such a great base to actually perform really, really high-quality aerobic work um, and just be so accessible. I, I think probably if you haven't done much running before and you're like, I'm in an hour about legacy, that um, running is probably the one quality that like this first block will just like explode mm-hmm. and change your training a little bit. Um, the way we like, so there's two different options for people that have been on the program already or are decent runners. Um, there's like one option of running workouts and for people who haven't run uh, before, you'll still do the 5k time trial because it's great to have that mm-hmm. like initial sort of line in the sand um but then as tom says we're going to build the sand castle <laughs> um uh there's gonna be like another track of workouts for that are going to be like a walk on introduction to get you into running and then lots of other lower impact mm-hmm. um cv stuff especially early on in volume one like chapters one two and three there's like a huge uh, aerobic focus in the programming That's class. Yeah. um yeah. And the last test, the anaerobic, which is just disgusting. Savage. But but it is like it is important to include mm. as well. Um, and that's going to be sixty seconds on an air bike, ideally. But a machine, any machine that you can get access to and use to repeat again, will do. Mm-hmm. That's hard. That's so hard. What it also you, what means you... we've got to do quite a few of them to find okay. what the um, the score is like relative on different machines. Oh yeah. So that's Tom's th- job for the I next think couple of weeks. <laughs> I think that should be you, mate. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm the brains behind the way. <laughs> you're, I'm a, the I'm, you're the brawn, mate. <laughs> I have a problem with stuff like that because I always just go way too hard. No, you uh, have to. Like, but it doesn't work unless you like. Yeah, yeah, but it's that. I, like I literally like. You gave a, yourself tonsillitis for two weeks. A, a, six, a, a, a sixty-second air bike would literally like end me for a week if I went like fully hard on it. I reckon. Mm. Well, like it, it would take me like between like at minimum forty five minutes to feel normal ish again, <laughs> and if I'm a bit run down, then literally like I'll probably be ill. I haven't done anything like that since um, did a fifty cal like <laughs> two years ago. Yeah, <laughs> and I made myself so ill doing it. It was like I was drunk for two hours. Was, uh, like I was like walking around Tesco's like. I literally I don't think do. I can push myself as high as you boys. I, I, I can I can destroy myself. Well, I, I don't understand. Like Tom goes full fitness Hitler. Yeah, <laughs> the, um, the photo of Tom at NFG yeah. where he somehow turned into Hitler for the day. <laughs> but 
but yeah, it's like my recovery after those things, like it's like we did the NFG final. Ali got up, like been on the floor maybe two minutes, got up, wandering around, like high fiving people, like laughing, joking. I was literally, I couldn't speak to any, I couldn't see properly. Like my eyes went so weird. I had to wear sunglasses and walk around with sunglasses on because it felt too bright outside. <laughs> you look so hell all day, mate. I literally had to be carried around for a little while. <laughs> I, I just I just must not be able to kill myself like you because I just haven't got the mental toughness or anything or just like your, yeah your recovery after stuff like that is just so much I better I don't know if that does come back a little bit though to you having a better aerobic base so your recovery from stuff like that is maybe yeah is quicker I think for your size you have one of the best aerobic engines of like anyone I've met like for your size you're an incredible runner yeah to be fair and you do it at like low RPE do you know what I mean like yeah, you yeah. can run fast at a low exertion level mm. not low considering you're like 100 kilos yeah. and have stupid quads <laughs> <laughs> so I think that's probably why you recover I need my quads help but um, yeah so the first uh, three chapters of volume one are going to have a huge um, focus on building that aerobic base back up so they're, they're going to be split over um, slightly different to the way we split the sessions now month to month. There's going to be like a three days, three and three, like high-low split. So there's going to be three main gym-based full-body strength days. Um, and then three uh, like lower exertion sort of aerobic days, building that, that base uh, in chapters one and two. And then from chapters three, onwards we're going to switch to like the more classic the way we've always done things like a four two like four days in the gym two main conditioning days um those two days are still gonna remain like really really highly focused on aerobic uh output for the four chapters uh just chapter three and then chapter four and five we're going to split to one of the days being like a big focus on your aerobic system and then start just reintroducing some like more high effort like interval work um, with those I'm excited I, I'm really really excited I think it's actually like the mm. best programme I've written I'm like buzzing it's to class. see yeah. what it looks like um, and just like see how people like, enjoy it, yeah. it and stuff yeah. yeah that's the main thing when you write, do something like this and um, you just don't know if people are gonna one of, one of the hardest things about group programming I find is trying to convey your message to people about how you want them to go mm. and do the workouts so with Legacy I really really try to make sure that everything's programmed so it can't be done incorrectly mm-hmm. um like a lot of the strength work is done like on a clock and stuff like that to while it might not be optimal from like a developing like strength and just purely hypertrophy it means that people um are carrying out workouts with the sort of like intensities they want them to yeah. as opposed to so easy to go into the gym and even with the best will in the world not left two reps in reserve if I tell you to lift three by eight with two reps in reserve, I I don't know anyone who would actually do it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, at least of all yourself. Yeah, you oh, I mean? I'm terrible yeah. at it. So like mm. you know that okay, I'm pretty good at knowing how many reps I've got in reserve. However, I know that when I've got when I've done eight reps and I probably could do eight more, I'm going to say I've got two more in, in the tank. Yeah. Like no, like yeah. you're just yeah. bad at it. It's really really hard to like accurately measure your your RPE yeah. um, or how or how many reps you think you've got left um, and without timing how long the lifting portion of a rep takes you you're always going to really struggle with that or at least timing it um 
for a period and then actually having some then relating that back to how you feel <laughs> for a bit so it's always, it's always really really hard so like putting things on a clock um yeah. just means that you're always consistent with like how hard you're trying yeah um which is useful yeah. so the um the first two chapters of legacy you go through i put up my store on my post yesterday actually like we'll use one of my favorite ways of progressing like big lifts um which is from juggernaut training systems and it's their inverted juggernaut method where they basically swap the classic like set rep schemes um so it's still based off like prolapping chart and like total volume that you do but um you just invert the set and rep schemes but you use the fact that you do it on a clock to build a little bit more fatigue into the program so you're still working at relatively high rpes getting a relatively high amount of effective volume done um but breaking that down so you're probably getting more high quality reps in as well mm -hmm. so you get more you get you still get like a fairly solid dose of volume from a hypertrophy point of view but also from like a strength development point of view you get like the same neural adaptation good neural additions from doing like lots of very good quality reps as well solid very fun in there I really like training all the time, particularly yeah. if you're on your own. It's mm. like it's so much easier to do than trying to like do like I've, I would faff so much in the gym if I wasn't working all the time. Um, and obviously, like most of the guys training on the online program, I'd like dust around everywhere, aren't they? Yeah. So it's yeah, it, it's much nicer to be able to do it on a timer and you know you can get in and out of the gym. Absolutely. But, but then I think it's very important to say. Um, we haven't. Oh, cheers, mate. I, don't, I think I had the majority. Of <laughs> uh, Amy just brought us a pint of water to share, which was also a terrible yeah. idea. Pint so of water between three, three of us. <laughs> I had a sip, passed it to Ali, and it's gone. <laughs> <laughs> um, so while we've taken handstands and ring flow, like the main body weight skill components, out of the main test and out of the main program they are very much still there. So building on the fantasy uh, sort of gamified theme of like having a hectagon senior skills develop over time, you now have optional side quests. It's so cool, isn't it? Um, <laughs> so, so. so from like RPG games, if, if you ever, I actually was always one of the people that like, I just play them for the story. So I used to quite like hammering through the first like <laughs> time through a game like um, Morrowind and stuff like that, like I just hammer through it, get through the main story, and then I go back and do all the side quests. That's exactly how I used to play games. <laughs> I want to complete it as quick as possible. But also I want, I want the story, because it always confused me with RPGs, getting a bit distracted, but like you've got this really important main story that's usually like a big time pressure. Mm -hmm. There's a dragon going to fucking destroy <laughs> the world if you're playing Skyrim. Uh, so I'm going to go find someone's horse for this side quest. I'm like, this dragon seems like a more pressing issue, if I'm honest, <laughs> than getting your ring back or your horse back or whatever the side quest may be. But side quest, still interesting. Yeah, yeah. I, used to, I never really played Skyrim. I used to play Skyrim GTA so and those sort of games, but mm. still loads of side quests in those or yeah. side missions. Mm. I should always complete the main story first and then do all the side missions afterwards when you're just looking to elongate the game. Yeah. It's definitely the best way to do it, I think. Mm. Build a solid base and Build, then do the handstand. Sounds like a great way to do things. So during testing week, there's going to be a couple of things in there that are optional for people to test their ring flows, things like one-arm chins, handstand press-ups, freestanding handstands, uh, optional side quests. You can play if you want to. And then during the program, we've got a couple of ways we're delivering it. So if you want to 
learn a handstand, we're going to carry on uh, with our like daily skill blocks that'll still be delivered in True Coach, the, the app we use to deliver like all the programming. Um, the ring flows now are going to be uh, everyone who wants them is just going to be sent um, just a free download uh, with all the different options of ring flows at the same sort of levels we had before. Um, so whether or not you've done rings at all before, you can still absolutely bolt this on. It'll probably be like a 20 minute session that you can do once or twice a week to start learning ring flows. Um, and then one arm chin and press handstands are gonna be um, skill blocks. Nice. Yeah, sounds quality to me. <clears throat> those, those things as well, we're gonna basically develop into like, if if you don't wanna necessarily do legacy, but you want that to bolt onto the program you're currently doing to do some body weight skill, they're gonna be available as well uh, at some point in the next next few months. Mm -hmm. Um, if you just want to do the side quests, imagine, yeah. just, do side <laughs> imagine just doing the side quests of a game. Don't do that. Don't do that. Just do legacy. But if you don't want to, then that's fine. <laughs> um, It'd be like um, when you used to, used to play with a mate, like play like game with a mate, and it's a one player game. Oh, I'll do the I'll do the main mission, so you can do the side mission. Yeah. Oh, sure, go. Don't do this one. I've got to play this game. You can go rescue the yeah. horse. Yeah, you, you, can, you can watch for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Letting someone else play with your character. <laughs> um, so that is the main structure that Legacy is going to follow. Um, if you haven't downloaded it yet, we've got a free, uh, like a free sample program. Um, comes from the middle of like the legacy program, so it's just the four uh, main days. So I, I think that's you're gonna say it comes from middle earth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, could have really cool names like that. No, don't distract. <laughs> um, I think it's from chapter four of legacy, um, volume one. So you can see what the sort of the gym based days are gonna be, um, how they like might combine. Um, and of course, being hybrid, you also get access to like a really fucking sick community of people. So we got, I think we've got 50 or 60 people currently. That's in the biggest the thing, group. isn't it? It's yeah. like so good. I love the WhatsApp group the so much. The community is yeah. just like unbelievable. Everyone's just like helping each other do their own shit. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's been, it's, it's absolutely sick. And that's like what we get some of the best feedback on is, um, is just that, mm. like the community and the, the WhatsApp group. Yeah. That's what we were saying Matt, earlier about like, um, making sure group programming is like trying to make your program um, like a, as you're, as you're, as you're part of a bigger group. Cause it makes the whole process so much more fun doing it in a team, doing it as part of a unit. It's like yeah. loads more fun. Yeah. I like having messages, like people saying like they, the only reason they trained that day is because they'd seen people in the WhatsApp group posting about the session is like, is unbelievable. Yeah, it is. It does make it very worthwhile doing. Mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Um, I think that is that's that's it. pretty much us then, isn't it? If you've got yeah. more questions, please, 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 please get in touch. Yeah, please, yeah. Um, please honestly ask us yeah. on Instagram because um, I'm very aware that it's obviously such a big subject that we might not do the best job of always explaining it because mm -hmm. there are so many different facets to it, um, which I know from Good like work. trying to write it. Like, there's so many different things to consider and then try and explain to people like all the different things that we've tried to include in the program. It's multifactorial, I would say. Multifactorial. <laughs> multifactorial. Yeah. Is that a thing? Do you need to put multi before that? Factorial yeah. is Many like, factorials. Fact, fact, factorial is 
the mathematics will tell a factorial is like if you were to have five factorial, it'd be five times four times three times two times one. It's already lots. Do you need to write many before that? Multi. Or yeah, there's, we got way more than five factorials. <laughs> <laughs> five factors to consider. Yeah, but I was just using it's n. It's, yeah, just using five as, a, as an example. Um, yeah, so please ask any questions you might have on uh, Legacy. Just shout them out, and we'll try and answer them on Instagram or um, however you get in touch with us. Um, but that is it for this week. We shall see you next week. Ah, uh, oh, you should probably tell them when Legacy is actually open. To oh, yeah, that's good. So yeah. we're opening Legacy on the 6th of January is when training starts. On the 5th of January, sign-ups will close for full 12 weeks. Um, so you won't be able to sign up to Legacy for 12 whole weeks. So if you... Until volume to, 2. Until volume, volume two. 2. But you're still... So if you want to be a Legacy OG... And always be on the most up-to-date version yeah. of Legacy. You need to jump on board now. Otherwise, and you'll, you'll also always get be... a special badge for being an OG. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah, definitely. The OG we'll badge. definitely get our um, designer to make a OG badge for you. You'll never design. lose that, no matter what. Yeah. That's yours forever. But you'll yeah. never get it otherwise. You literally can't get it. You can't unlock that otherwise. <laughs> I think it should be a T-shirt, maybe. <laughs> that would be cool, wouldn't it? Well, it's a lot of T-shirts to make. Might be worth it though. Might be worth it. Okay, maybe it's just a badge. We're not promising. <laughs> it might be more than a badge. Um, yeah, so signups are open now until the 5th of January. Um, and we would love to help you write your write own your legacy. Tradency. Yeah. Thank you very much, guys. Thanks for listening, guys. Please um, share it around your friends and like it and um, review us. Please. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs>